What is up, y'all? My name is Andrew Irvin. Welcome to the Serviceable Starter Podcast. I'm joined with my good friend, Niners blogger, Kyle Frazier, at Frazier Knows Best on all social media and um, FrazierKnowsBest.blogspot.com. Make sure you follow him for incredibly thorough and thoughtful sports content, blog posts, everything else. And um, like I said, Niners fan, so it's it's about that time. It's about to start talking. It's been a roller coaster of a week for my man, uh, as well for all of us, with the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and Gigi and the rest of the passengers that were on that helicopter in Calabasas on Sunday. Um, uh, Kyle, uh, biggest Lakers fan I know, um, with everything this week, man, like it's it's effect. It feels like it's affecting everybody. But um, you made an incredible uh, blog post about Kobe and everything, and I just. I feel like with as big as a human being as he was to a lot of us, I, I, I was not, I was not a basketball fan growing up, but I felt and still feel an utter disbelief about everything that had happened on Sunday and, and just growing up watching him and always having that on TV, you know, the Lake, you, you know, the Lakers and Shaq and everybody, how do you feel um, with this roller coaster of a week with your team playing in the Super Bowl and one of the biggest legends in uh, the history of basketball leaving us? Yeah, Kobe was my guy, obviously, and the week off from the Super Bowl sucks, you know, yeah. in its own way. And then you Definitely. have a tragic death like Kobe's, who was an idol of mine growing up and a um, guy that I kind of looked to to get me out of the dark when there was sad stuff going on in the world. And then, you know, something like that happens to that man and kind of just puts a puts life into perspective and. You know, hopefully the Super Bowl kind of cheers myself and everybody else up from this kind of uh, this shadow. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Like like I said, just seeing I, I, as soon as I read the news, I just had images in my mind of just, you know, walking around my grandma's house as a kid, my mom's house and bas- if basketball was on and just remembering how dominant those Lakers teams were. And, you know, he, he was always, he was always in front of us on TV. And, and, and it really struck with me. I immediately thought about his family and his fans um, and how absolutely devastating something like that must have been. And it's going to be one of those things where it's like, I heard uh, it, it in comparison, wasn't old enough at the time, but uh, heard in comparison to like something like Princess Diana, Michael, like I remember Michael Jackson, you, you remember where you were when this happened. And um, it's going to be something that's going to shake up the NBA for a very long time and uh, the sports world in general. Everybody, uh, everybody was affected by this. But it, along, uh, along with that, Super Bowl media night was uh, on Monday. A bunch of interviews going on with all the players and um, a lot of writers going up to um, Jimmy Garoppolo and um, – I'm going to get into matchups that we have going into this game. Um, first and foremost, how is it going to be when um, Jimmy Garoppolo has to face this um, Kansas City pass defense who's second rated in the league by DOA? And I just want to get your takes on how you feel, how you feel, just prediction. It's all speculation, of course. How you feel Shanahan is going to open up the playbook if uh, the Niners get the first go with the ball to start the game. Yeah, the run-heavy offense that the Niners have been employing the last two games, everybody kind of thinks it's going to be the same. Um, 
I'm kind of okay. expecting a mix, mix, mix match. Um, the run game hasn't been solved at all. The Niner game, Niner run game hasn't been solved. So obviously, I think they'll they'll be heavy run again. But I'm expecting a a wave. I have some bold predictions when it comes to Garoppolo that I think is gonna um, go down. So I'm I'm pretty pretty excited to see what Shanahan dials up. But uh, I think the first drive is is going to surprise a lot of people with what he dials up because I think Garoppolo is going to be uh, the main focus. Obviously, the ground game's going to get its, um, you know, get its food in. But um, we'll see. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see how um, Shanahan approaches this uh, defense. Um, and run DVOA uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they're 14th, so not that great. On the other side, um, the uh, San Francisco run defense is 11th, and I think I think they shape up way better in that res- uh, the, the Niners shape up way better in that respect in terms of their defense. I feel like they're obviously it's a, it's a classic matchup of you know the the high powered Kansas City offense and a very stout um, young San Francisco defense led by uh, veterans Richard Sherman and. Um, and le- also led by rookie Bo- Nick Bosa, who has been absolutely incredible. Um, the Niners also rank fifth in success rate when um, allowed QB scrambles. So they know how to get to the guy. Mahomes is very elusive, and it's going to be interesting to see how that comes out. I hope Jimmy G on his side of the ball can just kind of keep that in mind. I saw um, – I read an article on For the Win earlier. It was pretty funny about Jimmy – or not – read an article with a tweet with a video of um, Jimmy Garoppolo joking around with Kyle Shanahan about 28 to three and having weird conversations about it, kind of pulling his coach's leg a little bit, which is, which is pretty funny. Like Falcon fans look away. You don't want to see that because Jimmy G was, was the backup to Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny to get his perspective on things like that. But um, let's see with the Niners on defense, we're going to segue into that. Kelsey has been um, the Chiefs' most targeted wide receiver against cover three or tight end receiver in cover three. Um, Tyreek Hill has been the most explosive receiver in that coverage. Um, with a cover three defense, I wonder how you think Salah is going to employ them to take on guys like Kelsey and Tyree kill with the speed they have on this offense and Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. What do you think has to happen on every snap of the ball when the Niners are on defense with first and foremost with their secondary? We'll, we'll talk about the front seven later, but let's talk about their secondary. What do you think? Uh, who do you think is going to be covering who? Um, I mean, Sherman always covers the same side of the field, so it's it's real rare that he'll play anywhere out outside of his comfort area. Um, okay. I think very true. The line the linebacker core for the Niners has been awesome, and with with Juan Alexander back, he gives them a, a big big time jolt in that department. Um, so Greenlaw or uh, Alexander, Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner is going to get most of the shine on when it comes to uh, Kelsey. And he's been awesome in his second year. He's been incredible. Yeah. Yes. And then he's the stud. Yeah, big time. And then the rookie, uh, Greenlaw, he was the one that saved the game when we played at Seattle for the uh, for the division for the number one seed. So either one of those, I think uh, Warner's a hell of a lot better as far as defending the pass. 
So I hate you would be ideal on a, on Kelsey, but Greenlaw's no slouch either. Yeah, it, and um, Bill Barnwell posted a tweet um, just showing how Richard Sherman has lined up on that side of the ball, right side and everything. Um, and if uh, Andy Reid wants to move around, because Sherman could he, – he's an incredibly s- smart football player – He's aggressive in coverage and everything. We've seen it before. This is this is where he shines in spots like this, and I feel like he is going to be um, a huge part of the Niners' success if uh, if they do win this game. And um, like the tweet, if the Chiefs align Kelsey all over the place, uh, I mean, it, the Chiefs will align Kelsey all over the place. That's what they've been doing since they've had the guy. Um, if they want to avoid Richard Sherman, they can take him away from that side of the ball. But yeah, like you said, with the linebackers and Quan and Warner, like it, it will be an interesting test to see Patrick Mahomes take on. And um, he is absolutely incredible, Patrick Mahomes, um, with a plus 20 yard passes. He has a 110.4 rating down the left sideline and down the middle, 145 uh, rating flat with uh, the middle and uh, plus 20 yard throws. And it's, he just dude's a monster and it's gonna it's gonna be very fascinating to see how Salah can dial up this defense um to take him on. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was gonna say uh, the 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 game plan from both Cousins and Rogers when we played them, they were kind of just you know, dunking and diamond a short pass. Yeah. So Mahomes nothing. obviously nothing down the field. Yeah, Mahomes obviously possesses the strongest game in, in the league or strongest arm rather in the game and um, can easily kill you with those those home run passes. So that's going to be one of the things that I think um, the Niners and Salah in general both need to focus on, you know, eliminating because otherwise it could be a long day for our secondary and our defense in general. Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how. Um, Salah is also going to do uh, try to employ stunts into the line with Bosa and um, Buckner and everything, and how he's going to try to get to Mahomes with how elusive he is. I wonder how much he's going to stack the box if if the Chiefs establish the run. If they can establish the run, the run game has been pretty weak, but it's it's going to be one of those things where I don't see the Niners stack, stacking the box super early. Um, I think they're going to I think they're going to come out with their balls hanging low and just force that guy to throw the ball, force Patrick Mahomes to throw it against them and see, see what they can get out of him. Because if they can, if they can make a statement in the first few drives, the Niners defense, the secondary against Mahomes and kind of shut him down, the momentum will swing exponentially towards the Niners side. And, and we know what they can do on the offense with that run game. And speaking of that, um, it's said that, the Chiefs aren't likely to load, uh, stack the box against San Francisco. Um, they don't get hurt by play action passes because they don't stack the box. So with Shanahan tr- trying to get that run going, if he sees, I'm sure he's going to play it like that, try to get um, Mostert going and the rest of the guys. Um, but if they don't stack the box, it's looking like they're going to be forcing Jimmy G's hand at that point. Um not uh, the Chiefs ranked second in success rate allowed on deep passing targets. Like I said, he's uh, incredible with twenty plus twenty plus yards down the field. Um, let's let's look to the Chiefs secondary because uh, Tyron Matthew is looking like he's going to be the guy on Kittle, and that's going to be an absolutely incredible matchup. Two young guys, um, just 
who have kind of left their stamp on the league at their respective positions. Um, Kittle has been dominant in, against man coverage, ranking third amongst tight ends in yards per target. But Matthew has locked down every single tight end he's faced in man coverage. Um, he's only he's only allowed one catch for five yards on 37 man coverage snaps against tight ends. So what are you looking for with that? I know you said the run. So what I'm thinking is Kittle's amazing run blocker. He's obviously going to have a job to do in that respect. But in order to get him in the game, how do you feel he's going to fare against the Honey Badger? Yeah, obviously, coming into the game, the Super Bowl, regardless of who we were facing, because of his his uh, low production the last two games, I was expecting a monster game from Kittle. But that that is a, a interest, intriguing matchup. The Honey Badger's one of the best, and we don't really have a uh, DB that's physical like him. So that's going to be a, a, an awesome matchup that I'm looking forward to. Um, they're going to have to do some kind of pig plays or something because obviously he's going to be hounding, yeah. hounding Kittle, you know, all game long. But um, Kittle's one of the best at at yards after catch and at breaking tackles. So even if he could get a step on Honey Badger, you know, he, that might fare well for him. But obviously, easier said than yeah. done. Incredibly aggressive. Yeah, he's he won a lot of people over with that play against the Saints, where he was just stiff arming their whole secondary. It looked like he made a fan out of me. I'm I'm looking to see how they're gonna use um, Sanders and Samuel. How they're gonna throw them around, use uh, pre-snap motions and everything to kind of open these DBs up. But by looks of it, um, the Chiefs secondary has been no slouch. They've been playing really well against, like, um, against besides the first uh, 20 minutes of that Texans game where they kind of let a lot of things slip and then they just opened it up. They, they have been knuckling, they've been knuckling down playing incredibly well. And they got Terrell, uh, Terrell Suggs in there as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to get to um, Jimmy Garoppolo, which that segues into my next thing. Um, how do you think, how is Jimmy G over your watching of the season? How has he been against pressure and against the blitz and trying to, how has he, how has he been, uh, in those clutch situations. Yeah. So in your, in your opinion. Sure. So um, Garoppolo has got one of the more quick release rates. So when, when, you know, guys are coming yeah. at him in his face, he, he's been pretty good at, at releasing the ball when he needs to, but he also, you know, that's, that's kind of bit him, bit him in the ass a, a quite a few times, but he's all, he's been awesome um, after turning the ball over interceptions, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But um yeah, obviously the uh, it worries me when he gets under pressure because of the injury he had, oddly enough, against the the, um, the Chiefs last year. So anytime he takes a sack or is under pressure, it you know Niner fans in general probably just have their heart in their throats. Um, yeah, but don't blame me for that. But with as quick a, an offense we have, guys like Debo and um, Bourne, they kind of they they're kind of prepared for for anything when the balls thrown you know if um if Garoppolo's under pressure so I think that obviously he can uh he can cope with with whatever Casey's throwing at him but obviously Casey's defense these last few games has been dynamite yes yes they they, um agreed with all your sentiments about Garoppolo the Niners also a, a cool little edge that um little stat sheet stuff that you don't really see the Niners lead the league in yards after catch at point four, point, uh, 5.9 yards after uh, the catch per completion. So they know how to move the ball when they get it in their hands. 
and it's going to be interesting to see how well they're going to do in, in a big spot like this. It's, 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 it's not like any other game, but they showed they could play in a big spot, but they're flying across the, across the country. And I want to ask you how you feel about that. How do you feel about those, those trips for teams? I, I know it, it can kind of get in the heads more so of fans than the actual players, because you kind of shut yourself up on Sunday or if your team gets whooped on Sunday because they flew to London or Tampa Bay or wherever, both of our teams being West coast teams. So we know, we know how that feels. Like, do you really look to that as man, that trip really killed them? Like how, how often do you think that plays a part? This trip you mean from San Francisco or Santa Clara, San Francisco to Miami or just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the, for this game, yeah. they have, they've have a week rest, but right. that can also, you know, stifle, as well, I mean, they, they look incredibly hot off the the bye week um, for the wild card round. They came out uh, came out hot in the divisional. So I just I just want to get your take on that. Just flying over the East Coast, yeah. having a long trip, it, it, just kind of getting out of your element a little bit. But I mean, these are pro- professional football players. But I just want to see your take about it. How you feel um, with your team? How they've been this season flying across, and how you feel they're going to do uh, against it. Yeah, I think it'll be a non-factor this time around just because both teams flew out to, to uh, Miami the same day, which was Sunday. So, I okay. mean, you know, they don't have gotcha. – it's not like one team has the advantage of the other. Obviously, KC is a little closer to Miami than, you know, California is. But, Very um, true. But when we took it, that, that gnarly road trip to uh, New Orleans and Baltimore, so obviously these guys can play anywhere outside of, you know, uh, Levi's. But I think um, – Shanahan gave him, I think, a, a day or two after the, the win against um, Green Bay, so they've got plenty of uh, plenty of rest. But he also yeah. he's also kept them on their toes. We got a lot a lot of young guys, and because we had our we, absolutely our bye week in week four, and that um that's why winning the division and winning the number one seed was was so crucial for our guys to get some rest. So with an extra week of rest, you know, I think that's going to do us a lot more um, a lot more good than harm. Um, yeah, agreed. I it it when you're a fan, especially I, I know last last year my mind was racing every single day. I woke up all day at work and everything. The, the two weeks waiting for the game to be played, and it's just you think of all these different scenarios, and I'm kind of just like I'm I'm getting a peek inside of your head how you feel because that is something I thought about just like you know, the trip, the young guys, like you said, which is a great point, like just like getting the young guys rested and prepared. Like it's, it's a big spot. It's the biggest game of their lives. Like how, how are they going to perform under these circumstances, having cross country trip right. and just everything. And, and it, Shanahan has been here before, thankfully. So that's, that is incredible for the team and the boost morale Sherman been there before. So they're going to, they're going to go in there not acting like it's, it's their first rodeo, but um, one, it's going to be, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. One thing I, I did want to say about the whole trip and whatnot is, I mean, obviously KC was also a top two seed, so they have they had that 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 bye week off uh, before. Very true. So uh, in the wild card round, so you know it'd be different. Like Tennessee, for example, they were a hot team. You know they weren't rested by any means since they had that wild card game. So a team like that, it might have you know this could have been a different different ball game because of that. Um, a team like Tennessee, you know, they they were firing on all cylinders and they were just in a good rhythm. So they could, uh, you know, they, it, it probably would have done them. It probably would have had a different outcome if, if a team like that had, you know, we, we matched up against since we would have had that, yeah. that extra week, whereas they would have been kind of, you know, a team like that, obviously they, they want to play like right then and right there since they're so hot, kind of the same way. Very as, good point. Baseball, when, when teams, you know, um, 
get that first round by and then they're all kind of sluggish because of it opposed to the other team who's been you know hot and firing all on all cylinders so it's kind of it's even even playing field in this in this aspect yeah i expect both teams to be extremely locked in and um ready for anything i just a um how do you feel about the special teams matchup that's not something we delve deep into either but the Chiefs have stellar punt returners, and uh, sometimes Tyreek Hill, he jumped in there for a couple, but Mikko Hardman, he can he can be back there for the ball. And I just wonder, and the kicking situation, how do you feel about Gould in a big spot and um, your just your coverage and everything? How has that been over the course of the season in terms of the Niners, like covering kicks, punts, and just coming up in big spots with uh, the kicking and the punting? Yeah, so – both teams are very explosive in special teams and are capable of, you know, running it back on them with a touchdown. Uh, the Niners, yeah. the Niners uh, special teams, as far as defending it, has been pretty, uh, they've been pretty stellar. And surprisingly, one of their best guys on special teams has been Mostert these last few years. But obviously, they're not going to throw him out there. With He's a bigger role now. Yeah, with, <laughs> with him being the, uh, the go-to guy in the running game. But uh, – but yeah, both both teams are equally equipped on uh, special teams and are capable of the uh, the big play. So that could easily be a you know an underrated uh, an underrated part of this game that could easily determine you know who comes out on top. So we need to keep uh, we need to keep the pressure on them special teams, and I'm sure they need to do the same with us because Richie James Jr., our return guy, is is pretty explosive as well. He, he's he hasn't had any uh, returns for touchdowns this year, but he's become he's become uh or he's, he's been pretty. So, um, yeah he he looks he looks very confident back there. I I I hate watching my team <laughs> try to return punts. I, I have PTSD about it, and you do too with the Kyle Williams stuff. So I kind of look at it through the like every time the Niners would receive a punt in these uh in the championship game, I would like kind of just like look back and just whenever he'd wave the fair catch, I'd be like, oh god. Just, just catch it, man. Like, like, don't do this to them. But like, he look, he looks good back there, and I agree. I, I think, I think that the special teams will be a deciding factor in this game to begin with. I, I really do. With how the offense and the defense match up uh, on both sides of the ball, I feel that Harrison Butker on the Chiefs side, who has been pretty, pretty damn clutch for them, um, can make a. I, th- I feel like he can make a big play in a big spot, but I'll get to that. Um, when we get to predictions, but for right now, we covered some super nice, intriguing matchups. Now I'm gonna we're gonna tickle your betting bone a little bit. All right, I, I know you're not a betting man, but it's the Super Bowl. We got prop bets. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get some crazy. Okay, the odds on an offensive lineman scoring a touchdown plus thirty three hundred. I have to, I have to, I have to expect that Shanahan will do something like this on like the two yard line or something. Just make a make an offensive lineman uh, eligible and <laughs> go for him with a nice little fade, and he gets lost like a Philly special type deal. How how is Shanahan? How has Shanahan been in those situations on the goal line? Has he has it, it, he's been so run heavy? So I can see why he'd first go to that. But do you think he could pull any tricks out of his book? Has has have you seen that lately out of him? Uh, I don't think we've seen that at all from him this season, but that's not to say that he's not, you know, he doesn't have it up his sleeve. Planning for it. He's, he's, yeah. he's the ultimate wizard on, on offense when it comes to dialing up the unexpected. And, you know, I'm sure he, he for, for all we know, maybe that's why he hasn't dialed up any of those this, this season because he's saving it for, you know, a, a moment like this. But 
how how cool would it be to see Joe Staley, who I think, oh man, if we win the Super Bowl this year, as a personal opinion, I think he might retire. He's been he's been chasing a ring for quite some time. We came also yeah. close when we had uh, Harbaugh. So um, yeah, yeah. Talk about ups and downs with that guy, man. He's he stuck it through. That guy is incredible. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that you. Yeah, Staley, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool, especially if it came down to like a game winner or something. But uh, he, he, we came close to not bringing him back when when um, when Shanahan and uh, Lynch both took over the reins of the team. There was talk about us potentially looking to uh, trade him, so they obviously worked mm. worked out a deal and he stuck around, so he'll be a Niner for life. But um, I think that'd be an awesome one to dial up for it being the first um, this season. Because yeah, we haven't had any offensive linemen that I can recall uh, score any TDs since the uh, Shanahan era. Now that I think about it. Yeah. that good points. Um, it would be incredible if it was Staley. I would, I would absolutely love to see that. Um, how do you feel? It's so it's still um, the young guy, Borland, correct? At center. Garland or Garland. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Garland. Uh, how do you feel about him in this big spot? He's he's been very good for the the offense in, in terms of run blocking and everything. But how 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 is uh how has he looked in these spots? Where how do you feel he'll step up? Because I I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Just just to nitpick certain things about the defensive line of the Chiefs, and they have to they have to have that in their mind about this young guy snapping the ball. Um, how do you feel? about him in this big spot going to this game. Yeah, Garland's been awesome this year and he's not even our he wasn't even our starting uh our starting center, Richburg. Yeah. Weston Richburg, who was a big free agent signing uh, a few years back for us. He was the uh the main guy. He got he got hurt in the uh, Saints game out for the year. So uh that was Yeah, that, he stepped up in a big spot, man. Yeah, when and when he went down, everybody kind of you know, was holding their breath thinking that was going to doom us and sure enough uh, Garland's been awesome, so I, I, I yeah, yeah, I think I, I was thinking McGlinchey, I think, uh, well, he's he's younger, but I was, yeah, Ben Garland, he's six years experience, so I, I actually think he'll be a good spot, but and I think McGlinchey will be incredible too. But, but, like thinking about it, even as a young guy, I think he'll, I think the offensive line will do just fine. Um, over under passing yards for Jimmy Garoppolo, get can you guess the number for the over under for him? They're probably say, saying like under 175 or 200 or something i guess maybe even 150 with how 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 everybody's been talking about his um you know low production this this postseason yeah um 300.5 oh wow yards that's way higher yeah. than i anticipated <laughs> yeah that but I, I do expect a big game from him believe it or not but i'm yeah. surprised that they put a, a bet that high number because a lot of people have already counted him out and the game hasn't even started yeah um it uh if this turns into a shootout and Patrick Mahomes is kind of forcing his hand um Jimmy G only tossed the rock eight times or like he uh he did in the championship game it's not that crazy so yeah if they force his hand I I do expect him to have a big game I I agree with that I 100% think that and I think he'll step up I do I God, this is going to be such a good matchup. But who, if you could pick right now, Super Bowl MVP? Um, I'm kind of, I've been leaning on the defensive side and um, 
our guy okay. who just won rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, I should say, uh, Bosa, for some reason, I ha- I think he's I ha- I'm kind of on the fence between him and the ex-chief T Ford. I think it's going to come down to one of those two. I think I think our defensive line in general is just going to have a, a monster game, but I think those two in particular are the two I'm highlighting. Okay. But, Let me see the odds on Bosa. But, I, I, but I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm predicting a big game from Garoppolo, so I wouldn't be surprised if either him or uh, yes, him him or Mostert on the offensive side. Those are my two. Those are that's who of, I was expecting yeah. you to go. Those those two guys exactly. There's a good bet I saw um, on my William Hill app. Um, I think it'll happen, and it's just a cool little bet. I I don't I I like to bet little little here, little there, but like I have a good feeling that um. Kyle Juszczyk is going to get a touchdown this game. All he needs is one, and there's a prop for that, obviously. There's a prop for everything, but how do you feel about him with uh, his production over the playoffs? How do you feel about him getting the rock possibly and scoring? Because it, it would be, like you said, it would be a Shanahan-type deal to kind of just, like, throw that curveball and, and get the fullback into play. But he's a threat. They're, it's not going to be like they're going to lose him in the backfield or anything, but how do you feel about him getting the ball? And when he does have the ball, how do you feel about him scoring? Cause I, that's definitely a possibility, right? Yeah. I <laughs> love that. It's, it's like, always there. It's weird because obviously you, there's not many fullbacks in the game and especially not many as, yeah. as good and as um, lethal as Hughes is, but it's weird. They don't, they use them mainly in the run game for blocking purposes. He, he's caught a, a decent amount of balls and, and he's, he's been a better deep threat than he has in the run game. As far as ha- they don't hand the ball off to him very often, which I'm, I was surprised there's times when, the Niners will be in a uh, short yardage situations, you know, third and one or third and inches or whatever. And I would, I, I, I think to myself, oh, here goes a uh, I formation handoff to Ustrick, and they don't. But his 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 uh his blocking obviously makes him, you know, pretty damn incredible in the uh, run run yeah. game. But but yeah, I'd, yeah. Lo- I'd love that because I've always been a fan of the fullback. And even when Harbaugh was around, we had Bruce Miller, and so I, I'm used to the Niners being good when they have, you know, a good, uh, a good full, uh, fullback to, to rely on. So I, I'd love to see you check uh, score a touchdown or even get a lot of love in this, in this game on offense. Yeah, he has, uh, as of this uh, playoffs with the Niners, he has no targets and no rushing. So you have to think that Steve Spagnola of the Chiefs is going to be looking at that um, and game planning about that. They, they still got to keep an eye on that guy. They just still got to keep an eye on him. No matter what, and how uh, Shanahan's going to use him, he's but, had um, he's had two of the uh, the bigger plays for us this year. Like in that Seattle game, he kind of broke loose, got away from somebody, and had like a thirty-eight or a forty-yard gain on on a uh, on a on a reception. And then uh, he had a monster play against Pittsburgh way back when, and uh, broke some gnarly tackles and threw a guy yeah. off of his shoulders. So he, he's he's had a good amount. He's had a, his fair share of uh, moments on offense with the ball opposed to just blocking, but um, it's, you know, hasn't scored this year. So it, it's, it, that would be awesome to see, especially the first one being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. They have to, they have to be looking at that. And it's that, it's that Shanahan old school grinded out offense with, with a modern twist with the, with the, with the nice hands on the receivers and everything else. So it's, it's going to be good, man. I, um, I think it's about that time. Let's get your score prediction. All right, I'll actually go first. You've done a fair amount of talking. So I'm thinking I've been trying to give this a lot of thought all day. And Let's hear it. like I said, uh, with the special teams, I'm thinking 
It's going to be close in the fourth quarter. Three, two and a half, three minutes for uh, for Kansas City. I feel like a kind of Mahomes putting them in the good spot, in a good spot, march down the field and not uh, score a touchdown. Maybe down down two or one even three to tie it possibly in that in that realm. I'm going to say two for my score prediction. Um, him putting Harrison Butker in a good spot and sorry to say it, man, like a like a maybe not a last second walk off field goal but a field goal in the last 50 or so uh, 50 or 45 seconds left to give the Niners offense to get back out on the field to attempt something. But I'm thinking, let's see, the over under is, I think it's 54. Yeah. 54. I don't know if it goes over. Um, I probably will. Um, I'm thinking like a 31, 30, Okay, okay. 31-30 final, something like that. And the Niners get a chance to get the ball at the end, but come up short. Come up short. Yeah, that's 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 what I've been angling towards. And it could go either way. It could go either way with Gould doing the same thing with the walk-off. But I'm just feeling with with that with the Chiefs offense being out there in that spot with Andy Reid, I feel like they're gonna be in a good spot if if it does indeed roll out that way. So yeah, 31 30. What, what say you? We have had a game that was similar like that when we, when we played at New Orleans. They scored. We I think we had 50 or 48 seconds or something left, and Garoppolo marched us down, got us in the field goal, and Gold kicked the game winner. So if that did happen, I'm just saying we are uh, capable of – They're you know, equipped. They are equipped. <laughs> but um, I don't know. When, Not saying they aren't when the, at all. When That's the, true. When the matchup first came about, uh, my first <laughs> my initial prediction was 24-20 San Francisco. But as we've leaned more towards the game, um, I just have a feeling it's – I don't know. The, the, the closer we get to the game, I like our chances a little more. Whereas when we initially got announced, we're, um, when we initially punched our ticket and, and I saw we were facing KC, you know, it kind of worried me. But I, yeah, I'm starting to lean towards 20, 31-21 San Francisco. So Two scores, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I the, the, the more I dig into it, the more I look into the matchups and what our defense has done this year, uh, not to discredit Mahomes, who's obviously the reigning MVP and is an awesome, awesome player. But uh, I, I just think that the defense is going to be able to hold their ground and and uh, contain him for the most part. Gotcha. I like good. It takes two score game for you. One point game for me. It's going to be an interesting one, man. It's going to be – Sunday is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I've been uh, lukewarm on the season so far, but I feel like this game is really going to – I just – it feels it feels like forever since the championship games, and I'm not even a fan of either yeah. team. I, I don't know how you feel, You're and but me. it really does feel like forever since those championship games. So this is going to be good. Great last game to close us out, but as of now – that's it. That's all we have until we have the decided Super Bowl victor of L- Super Bowl LIV. Thanks so much for listening, Kyle. It's always a pleasure, dog. Um, I'll catch you on the other side, and we're going to hopefully we're gonna get some off-season takes and uh, talk about this game. But until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys later.